My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Well, well, well. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another pre-race chinwag. But this time, we're in Miami, and physically, I am in a slightly different location to normal. I know, right? Weird. Anyway, roll intro. Boom. Audio-only people you won't be able to see, but we've got to start this stream. If you're watching on YouTube, rate the shirt out of 10. First and foremost, it's sunny. There's flowers on my shirt. I think it's a vibe. I'm loving it. What are we saying, people? What what we rate my shirt out of 10? Come on. Come on. What do we think? What do we think? All right. But be honest. Be honest. Okay. If it is a 10, then give it a 10. Okay. If it's a 1, give it a 1. I know it's a 10 deep down. You know it's a 10 deep down. Thank you all for coming. Hello, Connor. Uh, Daddy Fett. Heather. Kevin. Max. Glenn. Earth Kuma. Name. Bailey. Bailey, you've given it a 2, bruv. A 2. Glenn's given it a 4. Savage. Elite Gamer, though, gives it a 5. Uh, 8.5, sorry. Solid 8.3 from Josh. Colonel Sanders gives it a 9. Charmander gives it a hey. Hey out of 10. I'll take that, Charmander. Um, boom. We take those. Look, it's, it's a good shirt. Okay, it's a, it's a good shirt. It's a nice shirt. It's quite cheap as well. Top Man special, if you want to get it yourself. Um, even though Top Man have gone under, but they're owned by ASOS, is it now? I can't even remember. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Thank you all for coming. We're here to talk about Miami. I'm not in Miami, unfortunately. I was last year. That was fun. Great. Eight Sleep. Thank you very much again, Eight Sleep, for sending sending me out to Miami last year. Check out Eight Sleep if you want a nice, cool mattress. Um, no no ad. Um, I'm just very grateful for them to send me out last year. Um, but I'm, I'm not there this year. And that's fine. That's fine. That's all well and good. All right. The weather's beautiful enough here in the UK, so I don't need to go to Miami uh, to enjoy the vibes. Rip top man, indeed. Yeah. So, um, well, what do we think? Miami was, it's one of them actually, you know what? Like, it's one of them that the first race didn't go down well in memory, but there were actually a lot, quite a lot of overtakes. It's just the TV direction didn't really cover them. So I'm, I'm, hopeful i'm hopeful that there is more to it than what we felt like we saw from last year you know what i mean shirt, shirt is terrible looks like my grand's wallpaper nice i look maybe you maybe denry maybe your nan's got taste okay maybe your nan's got some wavy taste big up denry's nan um, it was a bit cringe last year yeah again the fake wall well there's real water this time i believe in the oh my god Oh my god, there is a massive wasp that's just flown into the room. <laughs> you know what? This stay away from Minton. Oh my god, there's like a massive wasp that's just flown into the room. I'm 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 not keen on wasps. Um, I, I'm not, I'm no Lando Norris. I'm not going to absolutely lose my mind, but I'm still not keen. Did you see it? Did it, did it? I don't know if it appeared on the camera. It it like it went right next to the camera and then down. We're going to keep composed. Okay, it's okay. You just do your thing, Wasp, all right, and bugger off. Um, so Miami didn't live long in the memory from last year, for sure. So I can't help but focus on this Wasp. Minton, leave it alone. Minton. Right. 
I think I might have to grab Minton because I don't want I don't want him getting stung. All right, go away, Minton. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, Minton. Come here. <laughs> well, this is nice and a uh, nice and chaotic way to start the stream. We we got you got some Minton content for the um for for YouTubers. So um there you go. You can see his ears. You know his ears go out. It's very cute. It means but it means he's like he's like triggered by something. He's like looking at something. So you sit here with me, Minton. Okay, you can stay away from the wasp, the evil, horrible wasp. Wasps are just like bees are great. Bee, bees are essential to to humankind's continued existence on this planet. Wasps are just little dicks. They really are. Um, but <laughs> never mind. Never mind. We move. Yeah, the wasp was attracted to the shirt, Jacob. That's such a good shout. I'm I'm looking like I, I'm ready for pollination. You know. <laughs> I'm ready to be pollinated, and the wasp wanted to uh, wanted to do it. Are are they are they JM? Are are wasps integral to our survival? I feel like I feel like they're just little dicks, but maybe I'm wrong. Minton, eat the mic. Do you want to eat the mic, Minton? No, he does not want to eat the mic. Right, okay. Sorry, audio only listeners. You had to deal with all. Oh, and YouTube viewers live. I only posted this um, stream like ten minutes ago. The wasp is the wasp is back. Um, so there's probably a few less of you here than than norm, but no worries. And I'm going live early because I wanted to go live early, so um, we're doing it. But anyway, oh mini duck, I'm glad you're happy to catch one of these live. Boom, lovely jubbly. The track was in a flood last month. Yes, it was Thork. Yes, it was. Yeah, fl fl classic Florida weather, um, being a bit mad, and yeah, the track was underwater this time last month, wasn't it? So. I believe everything's like okay now in terms of from a track point of view. Obviously, I'm sure the the broader Miami Gardens area has, has suffered somewhat. But four eleven a.m. in Midwestern U.S. Chris, go to bed, mate. I'm not worth it. Go to bed. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Let, let's actually crack on with the stream. And also, obviously. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, I've spoiled my predictions. <laughs> okay, we're, go we're going to go in reverse order. This time, this time, I've um, I I've leaked my predictions early doors straight away for, for this weekend's Miami Grand Prix. I can hear the wasp like, run right underneath me. Uh, hang on, let me try and pick it up on the mic. Oh, my God, it's right there. Oh, oh my God, it was right next to my arm. <laughs> okay. That was not fun. Oh my god, this is this is this is intense. I'm sweating enough already because it's quite warm. <laughs> go! Oh my god, you little dick! Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? I'm, you must have seen it. It's literally right here. <laughs> oh my god! Put a glass on it. Oh no, I don't. I don't. No, I think I think it's it's gone quiet now. Right. Anyway, um, my predictions for this <laughs> this weekend's Miami Grand Prix are as follows: Max Verstappen, I think, will win the race. I think Lando Norris will have a worldy drive. I think McLaren are onto a good thing this weekend. I think the upgrades will pay more dividends as long as he doesn't get stuck in a train again and um, behind Ocon and Hulkenberg. Then I think he'll be fine. Oh my god, I can hear it again. Why you just leave me alone? Go away. Bruv, you, have you not got better things to do? Like, piss off, stupid bloody wasp. 
Right, um... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, go away, man. Leave me alone, seriously. It's just sitting right there. It's just right there. It's just... It's... You can't even see me on the screen. <laughs> ah! Go away. Leave me and my dog alone. Alright, I might have to actually get this with a glass. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna have to get this in there because it's just, it's just gonna ruin. I'm, I'm sure you're enjoying. Are, you, are you enjoying yourself, chat? Are you enjoying my, um, my, my struggle, my, um, my discomfort right now? Are you enjoying it? Oh my god, you're there. Okay, right. I'm just gonna finish. I'm gonna drink the. Ah, ah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink the water and then I'm gonna get it. Oh, go on, go outside. Go on. It's so close. Okay, hang on. I'm really, I'm really sorry, everyone. Right, I just need it to go on a flat surface, and I can get it with the glass. Oh, it's like rock, it's on the laptop. Will you go away, man? Why are you like this? Right, just, just, just sit down. Just, just sit down, please, please. Why are you hovering all the time? Just sit. It's like I'm talking to Minton. Just sit. It's like it's ah. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed if you can't see this. Right, just just can't. Please just sit down. You're ruining the stream. Right, let me just close the curtains. Okay, now it's really dark in here, but that's going to have to do. Right, let me closing the curtains. And I'll turn the lights on. It's probably still going to find a way to come in and traumatize me. But right now, I need to adjust the camera. I'm sorry, everyone. Normal service will be resume, resumed at some point. There we go. That'll do. I'm still a bit, a little bit, a little bit dark. I've, I can still hear the wasp, but it's behind the curtains now. So, I feel, I feel somewhat. This is actually nicer lighting, I'd say. Um, okay. Max Verstappen will win. <laughs> as much as Sergio's been doing a great job at street circuits. I just feel like I just feel like Max is 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 inevitable, you know. I think it I think it, it's it's only a matter of time before he starts to to walk away with this championship unfortunately from a you know neutral um wanting something exciting point of view. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Checo can deliver the goods, but I think this will go to Max this weekend. Um yeah, Lando, McLaren, I think they're onto a good thing again. Doesn't get stuck in a train, he'll be fine. Stinker I've gone Gazzy. Gazzy's had had a couple of Stinking, stinking performances, isn't he? I mean, obviously last weekend wasn't all his fault, but he did still shun it in qualifying, um, which was on him. And the weekend before, obviously, he, you know, squeezed Ocon into the wall and ended both of their weekends with uh, lots of potential points wasted. So I think that what was that flash? That was weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Gasly. Mm, it's not looking. It's not looking good, Brev. Um, Worldy team, McLaren. I think Piastri will do well as well, as long as he's not ill this weekend. Again, Oscar did well last weekend and he was sick. So, think what he could do. And then Haas, home team. Apparently, they're giving. If Haas get into the points, they'll give away like ten thousand Chipotle or something because they're sponsored by Chipotle. Um, I feel like even if they don't get in the points, they should really do something at least, right? Because that would be a bit harsh, especially could, could, given how many people were, you know struggle to just feed themselves so i think um i think they should do that anyway you know as far as i'm concerned but nice live stream australia time hey guys about time i catered to my aussies right they're my predictions for the race 
your predictions for this weekend's Miami Grand Prix are as follows, because I'm doing this in reverse order, because I'm stupid. Um, 42% of you have given it to Max Verstappen out of 1,610 votes, so thank you for voting. 42% have given it to Max Verstappen race win. Uh, 28% Checo, that Checo percentage is gradually growing every weekend, which is, you know, it's good to see, but still all in all, you know, when Max has it fully hooked up, this is the thing, right? When Max is fully hooked up and fully comfortable with his car, Checo just can't, I don't think anyone can hang with Max when he's fully comfortable. For Checo to, there has to be some, like last weekend, Max wasn't comfortable. He wasn't happy with the car, wasn't happy with the balance. And towards the end of the race, he did start to close that gap again a bit when he did seem to get on top of it, I guess. You know what I mean? I just think that it's a lot to ask of Checo to be able to actually, um, to be to to be able to actually close that gap consistently enough, but who knows? A bit of unreliability on Max's end could see it go that way. Eleven um, percent Alonso, nine percent Stroll. No Mercedes in the top four for race winner, or Ferrari in the top four for race winner. Both the Red Bulls, both the Aston Martins. Um, yeah, Perez needs a worldie to beat an off day, Max. I, th- I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, fair to say. Not again. Nothing against Checo. It's just Max is that good. Worldly Drive, 21% of you have given it to Fernando Alonso. It's been the most common vote in Worldly Drive because he is driving um, he's driving like a, a madman, like a man possessed right now, in a good way. Um, 11% Checo, 11% Stroll, 10% Norris. So there's some Norris belief from you lot as well, for sure. Um, Tomo, can you give us a sneak peek of the Red Bull livery this weekend? We'll have a look at that. We'll have a look at that. Uh, Stinker Drive, 50%, Nick DeVries. Grass is green, sky is blue. Nick DeVries gets Stinker, prediction of the weekend. I mean, he, he does need to step it up, doesn't he? Seriously, because, you know, with the calibre of junior drivers in the background at Red Bull, I just... I, I, I worry for him. He needs to step it up. He doesn't want to be treated like a rookie. Well, then stop driving like one. You know? Um, 9% Bottas, 7% Science, 4% Gasly, and Sargent got 4% as well, but I only had space to put one acronym. Um, Sargent's never raced competitively in America. Like, in... in, in um, I mean, I'm sure, like, in carts he would have done, but, like, in actual open wheelers... Um, he's never raced in the States, apparently. I saw a quote from him on on the old Twitter earlier. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Evan, you've seen the weather forecast. Might not get a race. Really? Is it? Is it gonna? Is it gonna lash it down in Miami? Is is that what the weather's saying at the minute? I mean, as long as the race can go ahead, then you know, I ain't got a problem with that. Um, I guess the problem with Maybe they're a bit concerned and maybe, I don't know if that was to do with the flooding. I do wonder what, like, drainage-wise, because it is a car park, how can they implement adequate drainage at a facility like that when, I mean, even at, like, Suzuka, which is a purpose-built racetrack, the drainage was rubbish. You know what I mean? So, oh, all hot, no rain. Well, as, as long as it, as long as it, 
doesn't rain, because I'm assuming there's no drainage, then we'll be fine. Um, helmet probably has DeVries face on a dartboard. Well, look, maybe it will get to that point, Matt. Maybe. Maybe. Apparently it's going to rain for the first. I mean, who? the thing is, who knows in Miami? Because having been there and spoken to like, the weather just changes on a dime. Like, it's very difficult to predict the weather, as far as I'm aware, anyway, in that part of the States, in, in Florida, in Miami. So, remains to be seen. Good morning, James. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Worldy team, 32% Red Bull, 25% Esther Martin, 13% McLaren, 9% Mercedes. Again, I think McLaren are going to have a really strong weekend. This is, I think, because this is, I was saying this. Even last weekend in Baku, we never really got to see the potential, the full potential of the McLarens because Piastri was sick. He wasn't well, so you don't know, you, you can't possibly know how much that's affected his performance. It's impossible to say for sure. Plus, he was stuck in that train. He was behind Albon. Um, or head of Albon, I think, wasn't he? I can't remember. Um, and then Lando thought he could have got to P4 in qualifying, thought there was the pace there. In the sprint, put on the wrong tyre, so it was nowhere. And then in the race, again, got stuck in that train behind Hulkenberg and Ocon. So once again, we've not been able to see the full potential of McLaren. Like, they've been so unlucky, I feel like. They've had so much, like, or not even just just bad luck. It's just, yeah, they are the most mysterious team. Them and Alp Alpine's performance is up and down massively, isn't it? But I think McLaren are the most kind of unknown, I guess, right now for me. But we'll see. Lando crushed like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was one of the more, from the broadcast point of view anyway, the more dramatic moments last year was when, yeah, Gasly. I think that was more Gasly not paying attention, but they kind of were both a bit culpable in it. Gasly coming across Lando. And boom. Big contact. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that was a shame back then. But these things happen. Um, so right, constructor standings. Where do we sit right now? Yeah, ninety-three points. Red Bull ahead of Aston Martin. Constructors is 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 done, isn't it? Constructors is already done. Like that, that is, it just is. It just is. Um, Aston Martin, Mercedes are taking points off of each other as well. So that's just going to help Red Bull take away at the front from a constructor's point of view. So. Um, Crazy that Alpha at eighth. Yeah, I mean, out, out, it, it's all relied on those early bias points from the first race, isn't it? Um, Alpha Mao nowhere right now, though. I, I think Williams, Williams don't deserve to be tenth. I think based off of their pace, I feel like Williams. Yeah, same with Alpha Tari. Alpha Tari no way deserves to be behind Alpha Mao, but points don't tell the full story. They never do. Thank you, Matthew. I'm glad you like the show. So bit of a bit of a marmite, you know, bit of a marmite won this. Crazy Ferrari a fourth, I know, I know. But that's the thing, like having a good qualifying car and having a good race car, two de very different things and there's no point in having one. There's no point in having the good quality car if you can't perform in the race and, and Ferrari munched through their tyres. It wasn't so bad at Baku because Baku's quite easy on tyres. The fact we had the softest compound um, and you still had, you know, Ocon and Hulkenberg could have gone the entire, well, Ocon particularly, could have gone the entire race on a set of hards and not stopped, the only because he had to stop, and then we got all the pit lane um, shenanigans, nonsense, all that. But, um, Red Bull reached a 1,000 points by summer break. I mean, stranger things have happened. Sorry, I'm a bit I'm a bit dark. There we go. 
Um, not much to say on that and driver standings wise. Yeah, look, again, if Max and Checo can keep trading P1s and 2s, then, and if Alonso and maybe Hamilton can keep consistently being the next best, then at least it stops that gap opening up ridiculously. And then maybe there's an upgrade. Because that's the thing, Red Bull's not going to get any slower. It's not going to get any slower. We're reliant, from a championship battle point of view, we're reliant on Aston Martin and Mercedes and Ferrari and all these other teams to engineer themselves closer to Red Bull. And they they feel like a way off. It's like half a percent, isn't it? I think I think it's about half a percent is average over the course of the, like the, the race pace, which doesn't sound like a lot, but obviously you multiply half a percent difference over a 60, 70 lap race. And that opens up to many, many seconds. So, um, am I speaking quietly? Is 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 my audio a little bit quiet, or is it all right, or is it just by? No, I think I think it, it's okay. It, it's as good as it's gonna get. I'll always um, good audio, good, lovely. My nice pit night. Look the vibes, the flowery shirt, the the ooh like terracotta background. Pink microphone. You don't. That, that, come on, come on. There's there's levels to this game, people. <laughs> um, any other stories to look at, really? Yeah, it's pretty mad that Leclerc's still behind science, isn't it? That's pretty crazy. And that Russell is twenty points off of Lewis because he hasn't been that far off of Lewis, has he? 0.4% pace difference equals a whole pit stop over a full race distance. Exactly, David. Exactly. And that's the thing. It is these fine... Ultimately, it is such fine margins in F1. And, and, and I do think as well, you know, the standard of, dri of drivers these days is so high that I think more than ever, it's about the the car. I think more than ever, the car is so important. You know, Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell, Hamilton... Norris, like so many of these drivers are are so close. Checo as well. Like you you know, you take the top you I reckon, right, if you took the top ten drivers say top ten. If you took the top say say everyone like arbitra arbitrarily ranked the top your top five drivers, right, in F one based on performance, based on ability. I think if you put them in the current, if you tried every permutation of two of them in a Red Bull, two of them, in, uh, two of them in Aston Martin, whatever, right? Every permutation, I think in every permutation, we've got the same constructors order. The Red Bull is still, even if it's got, even if the Red Bull had Lewis and George in it, it would still be clear of everyone else with them two driving. If you put Leclerc and Norris in the Red Bull, they would be clear of everyone else. Like, I don't think the gaps, as much as I think Max is the best driver in F1 right now, I don't think the gaps are big enough to compensate for the difference in car performance. That's what I'm trying to say, I suppose. Um, Alonso in there as well, of course. Um, cheers, Matthew, for the two. Will Ricardo replace De Vries mid-season? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I hadn't actually even considered that until someone mentioned it I think when when we did the last lap podcast, someone mentioned no 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 it wasn't it was I was on engine braking with Dan and Blake, 
Engine Breaking Podcast. Check it out. Great pod. Um, it was really fun. Almost went two hours with those boys. It was good fun. Um, yeah, and, and Blake mentioned, you know, Ricardo to replace De Vries, which would actually be... It would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Because I, I, I think that, you know, Daniel said it himself. He, he's needed this time off and, and, and good for him. Fair play. Like, he's felt like he's needed this time off. And by mid-season, I think he would be ready to... I, I think he would be ready to come back. I, I don't know. I, I don't know him. I, I don't know. He, I can't speak for his, you know, his wants and needs, right? But I would be surprised if by mid-season he won't be, he won't have had enough time off to rediscover that hunger to get back in an F1 car. So yeah, if Nick's performances continue to flop, then I guess it's a balance up, isn't it? It's, you know, putting Ricardo in an Alpha Tauri from a, an eyeballs on AlphaTauri point of view is would be a unreal like coup, I guess, for 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 Red Bull because because I, I think you know you think think eyeballs on AlphaTauri at the moment pretty minimal. You know, Sonoda's doing all right, but he's not really getting in the points. He's just outside. De Vries is just shunting. If they put Ricardo in AlphaTauri, there's going to be so many more eyeballs looking at that AlphaTauri, um, which from a branding point of view is 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 going to help somewhat, uh, and it means that Daniel can hopefully use that second half of the season to actually be like, okay, no, I'm not the McLaren Ricardo. I am still the Red Bull Renault Ricardo. I'm still capable of that, you know? Um, it, but then if they put Daniel in, they're not putting someone like Liam Lawson in, who I think is the most deserving of their young driver crop, is the most deserving of an opportunity given his performances in not just F2, but in DTM, in Super Formula at the moment as well, which is Super Formula is closer to F1 than F2 is in terms of the performance of these cars. So, yeah, it would definitely be a way up between Lawson and Ricardo, wouldn't it? But Ricardo would actually, yeah. I would. I think Lawson's time will come because I, maybe it's like Daniel wouldn't want to Daniel wouldn't want to do like long term at AlphaTauri, would he? He just wouldn't. Um, but if they gave him the second half of the season, if they if De Vries continues to stink, which unfortunately he is, then that could be a really good opportunity for Ricardo to put himself back in the shop window. He would need that stint to go well. But again, like if he's going to put himself back in the shop window, then yeah, that that would be an opportunity for him to be like, I'm still here. I'm still a potential, you know, driver who's won eight races in Formula One, right? I haven't lost that talent overnight. Um, it's just been in the right environment to extract that ability, you know? But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Lawson's got time. So we'll see. We'll see. I find it very surprising Ricardo went for Red Bull to, from Red Bull to Renault. I find it surprising that he went from Renault to McLaren. I just, I, I don't know. He must have just not believed in that vision. At Renault, and unfortunately, you could say it's somewhat vindicated by, you know, Alpine's midness currently, maybe. But I think with Renault, um, like if he'd stayed at Renault, which become Alpine, then they could have really built that team around him, and would be in a better place than they are now. I think. But I, I, I still believe. Actually, let me do a quick. Um, it's not the easiest to do polls right now. Um. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll do two polls. Right, so poll number one is um, 
if if for God's sake if alpha tauri swap oh my god swap out de Vries, who should replace him so should it be Lawson uh mid I'm going to put mid season as well so this is like after let's just say 11 races you know who should replace him Lawson Ricardo or other I want I want to know what you think in a poll let me know so so if you were in charge if if it was up to you to make the decision your your you know well Franz Tost is leaving obviously but you your you know senior red bull you're making the um you you're making the call because I think that there's, there's a good argument there's a good argument either way because also then it is potentially missing out on an opportunity to get Lawson in in um in top tier machinery um, to see actually whether he can hang in F1. You know, is it worth sacrificing that opportunity to give Ricardo a chance when, yes, Ricardo might be good for the short-term marketing brand, AlphaTauri, bringing eyeballs to that, but long-term, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to want to stay there. He he wants to go to a, a different team. So is it worth it from Red Bull's point of view to essentially, like, help Ricardo, you know, showcase himself to the world? But then just to, you know, bugger off at the end of the year. Yeah, it's one of two ways. Lawson, 54% of the votes gone to Lawson so far. 39% Ricardo. So you're fairly split. You're fairly split. 7% other. So it is, it is mainly around them two. I still, I still um, maintain. I, I still think that Alpine should have gone for Ricardo over Gasly. In my opinion. I think that. It's interesting. I, I really don't know where I sit with Gasly now because in that Alpha Tauri. Oh, sorry, I was confused by David's message there. Um, in that Alpha Tauri, he did really well. Like in that first year of him and Sonoda, and Gasly was picking up loads of quality results for sure, right? Did a great job. But Gasly's never had. Like. Ocon is Gasly's highest caliber teammate to date, right? Because he's had what? Ocon, um, Gasly's had Hartley, Sonoda, Kvyat. Now I would say Ocon's oh. prime Kvyat is probably about where Ocon is, I would say. Well, yeah, obviously Max dicked him, right? What okay. The point I'm making is that Gasly has beaten most of his teammates, but when he went against Max he got destroyed, which I mean that happened to Alex, that's that happened to Checo, less so now, but that did in the past when they first started racing together. Um every other teammate that he's you know, he's not at the highest calibre teammate. Not not like Ocon. Yeah, Ocon's had insane teammates. He's had Alonso, he's had Ricardo, and like really good Renault Ricardo. Um, he's had Checo, and yes, Ocon's not beaten them, but oh, he's not outperformed them. But fair enough. Gasly hasn't had that high caliber teammate, 
and so I've always just got a, I've just got a bit of a reservation around Gasly basically I've just got a bit of a reservation because it's just like right now he's looking he's not looking a mile off Ocon but we've not he's had a lot of bad luck but he has also made mistakes and it's just like I, th- I think I do rate Ocon above Gasly but I don't think there's much in it but I still think Ricardo would have been the better punt for Alpine personally because they know how they, they they knew how to set up a car to get the best out of Daniel Ricciardo at Renault slash Alpine. They clearly didn't at McLaren. So, Jonas Merck replacing Hamilton with Vesti incoming. Huh. Vesti's doing all right in F two, isn't he? Is he doing that all right to to to, to jump into Lewis's seat when he eventually retires? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um. <laughs> Ocon deserves more love. He does deserves more respect. Does SD SD bestie? Um, right. What other graphics we got to look at? Right. Last time out. Look at that picture of Carlos Sainz. Look at how uncomfortable he looks. It was, <laughs> it was so awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> but then bloody American football helmets, man. Like, come on, come on, Miami. Like, what? What? What is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just found this on my um, the the site I use for all my images. Um, I saw this and I was like, I have to put this in, even though he didn't win. Um, it was just crazy, crazy. I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I, I don't mind some of the some of it. I just feel. I think like. Again, I went to Miami last year and it just, it did feel like very designed for the, designed for the big money corpse, you know, it didn't feel like a, but then, you know, Miami's not gonna, I don't think Miami is ever gonna feel like it's, you know, a proper fans track and maybe that's okay, you know, in the same way that Monaco is not designed for the everyday fan. It's designed for the super rich, mega wealthy with their big yachts, right? And maybe that's just because, you know, we've got Austin that's way more accessible, you know, feels like a proper circuit, has that proper, like, you know, that that vibe around it is much more kind of fan-led. We're not going to get that in Miami. And and maybe that's just okay. Maybe we just have to kind of accept that. Um, It kind of makes Miami what it is, I guess, in part. I mean, it's going to be the same with Vegas, to an extent, I imagine, right? Um, and then maybe that's just, you know, there, there's certain tracks that have that real community feel, that culture, that F1 culture feel to it. And Miami's definitely, definitely not one of them. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it's too over the top, but I think it will find its way over time because it's not going anywhere, Miami. is. It? It's going to stay on the calendar for the foreseeable. Although I do wonder, yeah, I've heard that Apparently they are struggling to shift tickets um, for for Miami, so I guess now that Vegas has opened up, that's arguably the more, especially for its first year. Everyone wants a ticket to Vegas if you've got money. Miami, we had that last year. This is just the second season of Miami, so there's less of that. Yeah, I know. It, it's it, if you've got big money to go to an event, you're going to go to Vegas over Miami if you can, aren't you? So we'll see. Show us the picture last year with Lando and Daniel wearing the shirts that are too small for them. Absolutely not, Liam. Because then that means I have to show James Corden on stream. Thank you, Matt. I'm glad you like the shirt. It's a lovely shirt, isn't it? It's a nice little number. 
Um, yeah, so that's what happened last time out in Miami. Oh, hang on. I clicked the wrong thing. Boom. There we go. Actually, this is... Um, that that little grandstand on the right, that's where I was... Um, that's the grandstand I was in for for qualifying. So it was really nice because this is the kind of S's section. Like turn three, four, five? I, don't, I can't remember. Um, but it was really cool seeing the cars go through here. Proper quick. Proper quick section of the track. Kind of Austin-esque with the S's, I guess. That was a really cool place to sit for qualifying, actually. Um, really good. Maybe Conor Moore will be there again. Yeah, maybe. May, uh, I'm, there's going to be a lot of rich and famous people there. Apparently, um, oh no, she's not going to be there, is she? Apparently, she, apparently Taylor Swift is dating that Matt Healy geezer. I don't know. Um, so Fernando missed his... He shot his shot, but he missed out, didn't he? Never mind. People were spinning there. Yeah, it, it was it was tricky through that section, but it was... Um, it's a good place to sit. You you really saw the F1 cars going full tilt, you know, through a corner like that, well, through a section of corners like that. Super impressive. That's what you want to see. If if you go to if you go to a Grand Prix on a Saturday, you want to try and sit at a corner where you're seeing the cars really impress you. And by that I mean like you're seeing the cars, at, you know. It's like if you go to Mugello. There's a lots of places where you see the cars look really impressive. But if you go through that super high speed, like downhill, right, left, if you sit around there, you're going to see these cars just defy the laws of physics because qualifying is the quickest that the cars go all weekend. So that's always like, that's what I always recommend to anyone who actually wants to go to an F1 race, you know. But um, do I think the bottom teams will perform at this track? I mean, look, I, it's a street circuit. At the end of the day, the walls are there. There's there's a degree of, you know, if if you mess up, you're gone. So, no, I, I'm all in all, I'm cautiously optimistic, cautiously positive about this weekend. I know the season's not been a worldie, right? Baku was a particular stinker. The rest of the, no, the first kind of three races were... They were okay. They were right. I mean, Australia was a bit mad. Um, the first two were, were decent. They were right. I know that Red Bull, yeah, they are ahead, and that's not abnormal. Most seasons we have a team that, you know, look far and away at the front. If you look through the whole history of the sport, and it's like, I think we just need to give time for these regulations to to help the field, assist the field. But ultimately. The FIA are not mandating that a car catches up to Red Bull. It's on the teams now to to, to develop and, and to catch up to to the RB19, you know? Shirts growing on you, Glenn. Oh, we're up to a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Okay, interesting. There we go, see? It's a slow burner sometimes, you know? You take those. Um, can't be worse than Baku. No, exactly, I agree. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good race. Hopefully you will enjoy it. It'll be what? In the evening UK time, anyway. Um, I'm in a hotel room running from the law. There, how did you know, Chris? How did you know? Um, right, a few more questions. Anyone in chat got any questions, then we'll wrap this up. Audio-only listeners as well. If you just want to listen to, to these in your ears and not look at my shirt, then you're welcome to on a Spotify, Apple podcast and all that, right? Um, Miami track is Sochi, but in Florida. I wouldn't go that far. I do think, obviously, there is that tricky little section where the cars are going super slow, but that is to stop anyone having, like, an airplane crash and hitting the overpass going above. So 
that kind of has to be there. But also, I don't hate that part because I think there are good overtaking opportunities. There's at least two quite clear overtaking opportunities on that track. You've got the end of the long straight, and then you've got the end of the start-finish straight. I think there's two clear opportunities there. So having that tricky section in qualifying, that's a bit of a challenge for the drivers. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate that being there. As long as there are... I don't hate corners like that existing as long as there are good overtaking opportunities elsewhere. Not every corner has to be a great overtaking opportunity, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, am I going to Silverstone? Have I been invited to any race? I've got no plans currently to go to any races this year. Um, which is... If I don't go to any, I'm 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 cool with that, you know. Um, do you think Perez is an actual shot at World Drivers Championship? I'd love to say yes, but I I, I realistically, if I had to put money on it, I would say no. Um, do I think Ferrari should swap science for Lando? Look, I I think science is not performing at the, at the levels that I think he knows he can. He has it in him. He's struggling at the moment. The thing is, if Ferrari were a championship fighting car right now championship fighting team right now if okay if ferrari were as good as red bull right now charles leclerc would be leading the championship probably <laughs> because perez and verstappen have been fairly close so they're kind of taking points off of each other leclerc is consistently outperforming science so if you're fighting for a world championship you want that one two dynamic and right now ferrari have that clear one two dynamic it's just they're almost like it's, it's almost like Red Bull, from a team point of view, from a maximising points point of view, I'm sure Red Bull wish, wished they had. If Red Bull had that clear one-two dynamic that Ferrari have right now, they would still be leading the constructors by loads, but they would also be leading the drivers' championship to the next, to the to Alonso by more than they are now. That's what I'm saying. So it's not necessarily a terrible thing for Ferrari that science isn't performing. As long as he's doing good enough, I think, you know, Leclerc's a better driver than Science. I've got no doubt in my mind about that. Science can get close on his day. But I think that dynamic, I don't think that needs to change. I think bringing Lando in, all that does is potentially bring, give you, potentially give you two number ones. And then that's a that's a whole problem, you know. So I don't think that would be a, a thing. What's your perfect non-racing Sunday like? Um, what do you mean, Matt? Like, what, when there's not a race on at all? Just a nice beer garden with a cider and watching other motorsport, like IndyCar. I had a great, when we had that free week break, I had a great time watching other motorsport. It was great. It was fun. Am I in Miami? No, I'm not in Miami. As much as the shirt might suggest I am, I am not in Miami. Um, besides the free Sergeant Piastri, who do you think is the weakest, worst driver. Well, I don't think Piastri deserves to be in that. I, I think Gasly's been a bit disappointing. I think Science has been a bit disappointing. I think... Um, I think... Uh, he had a really good first race, but I think Bottas has been disappointing considering the standards he's set, the expectation of a driver who out-qualified Lewis 30% of the time. Um, I, I think Valtteri's been a bit disappointing. Mm, Russell's been no, Russell's been good Magnussen yeah Magnussen's been a bit disappointing as well definitely yeah there's 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 a few there's a few I don't think anyone's had a real stinker outside of the Vries but 
I just think there's been a few just eh. But that's the thing as well with, with F1. If you've got that mid to low field car, you could have a fantastic weekend and get P12. You know what I mean? You could have a worldy weekend and done nothing better and get a P12. So, album crashing. Yeah, no, that, that was an L from Alex. And to be fair, actually, it was a bit of an L from Alex um, losing his front wing end plate by sticking his nose in at, at Baku as well. But I think overall, the quality of his drives has been pretty good. He has had a mistake in him, definitely, Alex. He's, he's made two blunders this year. But all in all, I think he's done he's done pretty good. Right, okay, I'm going to wrap it there. 45 minutes. I'm not going to go on any longer. Um, keep this one nice and concise. So thank you to all, um, all, all you lovely people, Mini Duck, Glenn, Liam, Anish, Thomas, David, Terrapog, Anwin, Jimbo, Nathan. Um, I did not watch, watch West Ham versus City. I knew we were going to lose that, obviously. Even though we've got a good record against City. If we were at home, I reckon we might have had a chance, maybe. Um, Charmander, Daddy, Jake... Luca Kleiner, Abenav, Yard Yard Animal, great name. Um, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for watching on YouTube. Like, subscribe if you want. Doesn't really matter. Subscribe subscriptions don't really matter on YouTube anymore um, because no one watches from their subscription page. So, eh. Like the video though, and uh, maybe maybe comment on the uh, on this live stream if you fancy. Um, and listen, audio only as you can see on screen right now. Boom. Thank you all for coming. Stay safe. Be well. Be happy. I'm glad I survived the wasp. I'm sorry for all that faff at the start, but it happens, you know. <laughs> right. Cheers, everyone. Be good. Hopefully, Miami's a banger. We'll see. Thanks again. Have a good one. Ta-ra. Toodle-pip. Adios. I'm done.